For over 100 years, the Grand Rapids Chamber has been a force for good. Our methods may have changed, but we are still creating a thriving and prosperous West Michigan for all. Para todos. For all. This is the Back to Business Podcast with your Grand Rapids Chamber. Welcome to the Back to Business Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Smithy. We have a very special guest today making his first appearance on the Back to Business Podcast. We have Grand Rapids Chamber President and CEO, Rick Baker. Rick, thanks for coming out with us today. Oh, my pleasure, Connor. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, first, before we kind of dive into today, we want to take a look at, you know, what's going on so far this year. We're about done with our first quarter of 2022. Um, but first, I want to get to know you a little bit. Tell me a little bit about your chamber story, how you got here, how long you've been here, for the people that might have never met you before. Sure. Um, so I have been in the chamber business pretty much my entire career. I started when I was 24 years old as a staff member in Rochester, Minnesota, which was my hometown. Um, and as, a, uh, as an accountant, I was the accountant on the team and just really um, took on some committees and really got involved in the um making our community better and just fell in love with the chamber industry and made a career out of it. Um, my first CEO job was a small town in the Des Moines, Iowa market, um, one of the suburbs there, which was at that time the headquarters for Maytag Corporation. And then um, I went on to an area called the Quad Cities and I ran a, a chamber of commerce in the Quad City area for almost 20 years before coming to Grand Rapids on April 1st of 2011. Okay, wow. So you've been here. You've been here a while. So I'm wondering, you know, looking back to 2011, you're first getting here, and you're looking at our city. It's a new city to you. What potential do you did you see? And like, you know, you got here, and you want Did you want to hit the ground running? What was that like starting off in a new city that you now know so well? Looking back. Yeah, it's interesting because at first, um, you know, I knew nothing about Grand Rapids or Michigan, and I was a little bit reluctant actually. Um, and, but coming into Grand Rapids and spending a weekend here, kind of exploring the city when I came in for my first interview, fell in love with the city immediately. And just the energy that was here, the people um, that I talked to and said, hey, I was thinking about moving here, everyone was uh, across the board answered, you're going to love it here. And it was just kind of a really nice, positive energy and that really hooked me on Grand Rapids. And the business community here is so dynamic. Um, not like I saw in other communities that I've worked. Um, this one is really a, a great business community. Yeah, so that was 2011. We're 11 years, almost exactly, right? You said April 1st. We're almost exactly 11 years later. How have you seen that um, Grand Rapids develop in that time, the, either through the work that we've done or other means? Like, what has excited you about what you've seen in the last 11 years? Well, Grand Rapids has been on a growth projectile for a long time, but especially the last 11 years. And I, I have the um, luxury of living and working downtown, so I, I would get to see the change that's happened in the time that I've lived here. And it's just nice to see. It's just constant, like constantly changing and new business and growth and new buildings going up, um, improvements both in public spaces and private spaces, parks and hopefully the river coming up soon. Um, it's just been a lot of fun um, to see it change. And I notice one of the things I notice is like on the weekends now compared to when I first moved here in 2011, 
Um, it was quiet down here on the weekends. Now there's a lot of energy, a lot of people around, and that's exciting. Yeah, I know, especially, you know, this fall, this is, you know, being my first full year working at the Chamber, you know, seeing all the festivals and stuff getting set up. Like you said, there's always something happening, even on the weekends, which I think is really cool. And, like, it's a very vibrant city. I think that's a really great thing it to really be a part is. of. Yeah. So, um, you know, talking about the Chamber, in the last 11 years, obviously, you know, we've had a pandemic for the last, I don't even know, two, three years now. It seems like it's been forever. But um, coming out of the pandemic, what's something that you thought maybe would be one of the bigger challenges to rebounding that you've really seen Grand Rapids, you know, either take on as a challenge or like really how have we come back from the pandemic? You know, the pandemic has been a really strange economic story because there are so many businesses that I've talked to that have had some of their best years when it comes to revenue and sales over the last couple of years. Um, we as a chamber have seen significant growth over the last couple of years. And so it's really kind of an odd economic dichotomy. Like you would think that we would be seeing the opposite story. Now our business is struggling, yes, because now we have supply chain issues, we have talent challenges, um, but they are really working through some of those challenges and still having you know successful years. Um, as, as an organization, we learned a lot about ourselves um, and our ability to pivot quickly from you know a work plan that we thought was going to be, you know this is what we're going to do for the year to quickly shifting and, and serving our members in different ways virtually um, was an interesting change for us. Yeah, and looking back at 2021, that was kind of the year we, I guess, quote-unquote, came out of the pandemic. What are some of those things as we kind of shifted from pre-pandemic to post-pandemic um, as you guys planned for our organization's future? Like, what do you see our new top priorities becoming? Well, a lot of it is, I mean, there's been a lot of focus on um, talent, of course, because that's something that our businesses have said is really important to them. They're, that's a big challenge for them. Um, and so we've been dealing with different aspects of things that impact our workforce. So housing, you know, shortages and, you know, so if we were a business trying to recruit someone to our area and then they can't find a home, that affects um, our business because it affects our employee. So addressing um, things like housing and childcare affordability and availability, all those different components to things, everything short of like going out and finding people um, for the businesses. And do you think that's, because I feel like that's something special about our Grand Rapids Chamber, because housing, talent, you know, childcare, I know is another big one. I feel like, you know, those are things that don't necessarily, you don't think business right away when you hear those things. But I feel like, like you said, those things all link together. Is that something like special you've seen with our chamber? Or are you seeing, you know, chambers across the country doing things like that? Well, um, I have the privilege of sitting on a couple of groups at the national level. Um, I'll be going to a meeting next week, actually, with uh, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and a group called the Committee of 100. Um, and so I have an opportunity there and also on our professional association, the Metro Chambers, the largest chambers. We're one of the larger chambers in the country. We're up in that group. Um, and so we operate um, like the city. We kind of fight above our work, weight class sometimes as a city um, here, even at the Chamber of Commerce. And as I compare us to what our colleagues are doing in their communities, there's some great chambers doing some great work around the country, but we're in the top. We're among the top, some of the, one of the best there is. And if I have to say so yeah. myself. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
so I want to talk about talent for a minute. That's obviously one of our biggest problems. We're working a lot to address that. And what do you think are some of the key things that we're doing to address that talent crisis? Well, you know, we have programming to address it, but we do some other things too, and I'll touch base on, on both. Um, we've had some long-standing programming and some newer programming on leadership skills, building up skills of people that uh, maybe are on your team and they're moving up into a new role. How do we help them upskill? Um, we, so we have those kind of programming. We have our diversity, equity, inclusion programming so that uh, helping our businesses uh, be more attractive to a more diverse workforce because um, they're looking in different places and finding people in different places than they had in the past. And uh, you want to be able to retain them and, and create an environment where they can feel included and in, like that they belong. Um, the, on the policy side, we're advocating for things like going pro funding so that our, so that our employers can have resources to retrain their employees. And then there's just the one-on-one -on -one connections. Um, you know, I'll give you an example of connecting a business to a great organization in the community like the West Michigan Hispanic Center and um, create, helping form that partnership between that business and that organization and then being able to um, work with through that group to find employees in, in different parts of our community. So we're kind of hitting it from all different angles. Yeah, do you have any like success stories when you think about talent that you're like, yeah, you know, someone from our organization really helped this company succeed in their talent journey? Well, there's so many that it's hard to put your finger on one. I would say, you know, some of the things that come to my mind that I, I really um, think um, we do that a lot of people don't even realize we're doing is is the statewide advocacy. You know, here we are, we're a local chamber, kind of a regional chamber of commerce, but we're leading state coalitions on housing policy as well as childcare. And those two things, I, and I like that kind of work. I like the connecting a single business, but I also like the big policy work because it affects so many businesses. Right. You know, one policy can change can affect all the businesses in the state. And here we are leading it from, from Grand Rapids. Yeah, and how's that make you feel, making a difference at a statewide level? You're the CEO getting to lead this. How did, That's got to make you feel good, right? Yeah, it makes me feel very proud of the work that we're doing and the team that we have assembled here. I would venture to guess we've got one of the best chamber teams in the state of Michigan um, but I would also put us up against most chamber teams across the country. Yeah, that's awesome. And one of those key programs that we've been talking about is our work with the Kent County Welcome Plan. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, that's um, another piece of work that we've been doing for quite a while. Omar Cuevas on our team has really helped lead a community group um, through a, a several-year process to create a plan that how do we welcome new Americans to our region and make sure that they feel like they belong here, but also that we are engaging them at, engaging them at their highest level. Um, too often people come in and maybe they were a doctor or a dentist or a lawyer in their other country, and then they come here and they are finding entry-level jobs. Um, and so it's like, what do we need to do to help them meet their maximum economic potential? And fill the needs of our local business community at the same time. And so there's some great, there's there's a great plan. I encourage everyone to, to take a look at it. It's on our website. And, and there's something in it for everyone to think about what I can do as an individual or as a business um, to help that plan become reality. Yeah, that's awesome. 
And I love that idea just of helping people find belongingness. That's one of our values is fostering belongingness because, you know, as you said, when you came here 10 years ago and you spent the weekend here and you really felt like you belonged, I think that's something that people, you know, they don't think about when they move to a new place, you know. And have you seen, like, you know, through the welcome plan and stuff, what has that been like just to see all of that awesome work? Well, you know, we, uh, we launched our CEO council last year. And um, we have a group, we have a culture in Grand Rapids that CEOs of businesses also have a responsibility to be community leaders, business leaders and community leaders. And so we wanted to launch the CEO Council to make sure we keep that culture alive and be very intentional about cultivating that with the, few, the newer CEOs in our region. And they have been really diving into the welcome plan and identifying like what as a group and what as individual businesses can we do um, to address uh, that, the welcome plan and making sure that we are engaging people that are new to our area. We had a panel to speak to that group just a couple of weeks ago, and they were just so impactful on the CEOs of our businesses. Um, they left, and I've heard so much from so many times from the, the participants since then. They're like, wow, this was amazing information. And they, they see that as a value that they're getting from the chamber, that access to this information, this opportunity to learn and grow as CEOs. Yeah, and other than the welcome plan, what else have you been working with other CEOs to really, you know, tackle here in West Michigan? Well, uh, you know, we have a lot of people engaged in our organization. And so, um, you know, everything from our public policy when it comes to transportation, regulations, taxing, education system um we've got people plugged in i'm i'm guessing the last number i heard we had about 500 plus volunteers engaged in our organization in one way or another think about the outpro council and the athena council all these groups that are um, helping us making sure that our programming is what they need um, and that the policies that we have are what they're looking to address i love it um, and, you know, speaking of CEO, CE count, CEO councils, we also have our CEO summit coming up here in June. And at our annual meeting in February, we announced that uh, Deidre Mitchell was uh, going to be our summit chair. What excites you about her? Well, I am excited about Deidre. Um, she is, if you look, she's been in the paper a lot recently because she's a mover and shaker in this community. And she was the newsmaker of the year um, for the last year. Because um, the company she represents is doing a lot of deals in our community. They're investing. She, re she represents a tribally owned um, economic development organization that's buying property, investing in businesses. Um, so they're having a huge impact in our community. And so I like the lens that she's going, that she brings to the, the CEO Summit as um, someone that's maybe not as highly known yet, but she certainly threw it well with our help and being the spotlight shined on her as the chair of our CEO Summit, but even through her own work is really becoming noticed as a, a major player in our community. And so having someone like that at the helm as the chair of the CEO Summit and helping us determine what the agenda and who the speakers ought to be, I'm really excited about that. And teaming her up with Andy Johnston and, and the people that are supporting him, um, they put together a really robust pan or group of speakers with leadership lessons from some great people and panels of businesses. Um, and we'll be talking a lot about talent there and hearing some best practices from um, some of our local companies. Yeah, and speaking of our agenda, is there anything that really excites you about this CEO Summit that we're having? 
Well, you know what? The things I love and I um, heard from other people too, I think we all really like hearing the leadership lessons from different people. And I know we have Dr. Anthony Chang providing a leadership lesson and he's doing some great work right here in downtown with uh, Banff Medical. Um, Dr. Uh, Philomena um, Mantella from the Grand Valley State University is doing a leadership lesson. Um, so uh, from some different lenses, again, at the table that will provide some insights into their journey here uh, to Grand Rapids. That's so exciting. And, um, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to this CEO Summit. Um, is there anything else that we can expect for this for CEO Summit coming up? Um, I think, you know, those are some of the highlights that I could think of. We are also talking about, besides talent, we're also talking about, you know, we do have a generation of people that are business owners that are considering like, okay, might be retiring. So we're going to be talking about what are different options for the transition or the succession planning for your company. If you don't have a family member that wants to take over, um, we really want to keep that, that those businesses locally owned. Um, keep that wealth here in our community, keep those decision makers here in our community versus, you know, an outside uh, venture capital fund or something like that. And so we'll be talking about that as well and some of the options for business ownership, whether it be employee stock ownership or um, finding connecting them to local investors. That's awesome. And if you want to learn more about our CEO Summit or register, you can go on our website, grandrapids.org. So, uh, Rick, I want to ask you, kind of zoom out from our summit, look at Grand Rapids, West Michigan as a whole. Um, in the last like year or so, what is one of your favorite like new restaurants, new businesses, new park? I don't know. Is there something like that you've loved to see come to the Grand Rapids community in the last year or so? Um, I'm really excited about this. Again, maybe sound kind of funny. I'm really excited about the Woodrow Duck. Um, what is it called? Duck, uh, um, Woodrow's pin. Duck Pin. Duck Pin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bowling over at Amway I, because it brings something new um, that's not in downtown. It's an attraction. They have been really busy. Um, I've tried to go a couple of times, and and their lanes have all been full, which is great because they're bringing um, new people downtown. It's a new thing to do. Um, and so I'm excited about that and I'm hoping to get to go play this weekend sometime. And I know we have a staff event there yeah. coming up uh, in April. So I'm looking, for, maybe you and I will have to go one-on-one, -on -one, see who, see who's better. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's anything like regular bowling, I'm not that great at Oh, it. I'm not either. So <laughs> we'll have to see how that turns out. Anything else like in the community that you're really excited for as we look forward in 2022? We're done with this quarter. We got three more to go. Anything else that you're really excited to see happen? Well, you know, as I said earlier, this community, and it's not just downtown, but, the, you know, the downtown really is the heart of the city. If it's not healthy, then the, it impacts the entire city. We have a healthy downtown. We're seeing a lot of growth. There's new investment with Spectrum's expansion, the buildings that are under construction right now. Um, we have some that are planned that, that are going to be started this spring. And it's just it's, that excites me to just kind of see this constant investment, constant growth, more people um, living and working and playing downtown. Yeah, I was in the car with someone the other day um, who used to work downtown but hasn't worked downtown in a while, hasn't been here in a while. And they were driving around and they were like, wow, this doesn't look anything like it did 20 years ago. And I think that's just awesome seeing that continued growth that we have here in downtown. Sure is. Yeah. All right. Rick Baker, president and CEO, Grand Rapids Chamber. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you.